Buglers, we are live from Leicester Square Theatre on the 16th of September with Chris Addison and Alice Fraser. It might be our only London date of the year, so get your tickets now. Oh, get them at thebuglepodcast.com. That, that bit's important. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. This is a podcast from The Bugle. Hello, I'm Tiff Stevenson, comedian, actor, writer, great friend and shoulder you can complain on. Welcome to Catharsis, the podcast where guests bring their pet peeves, major moans and list of complaints to just let it all out. As well as our problems, we'll also be diving into some historical rumbles and topical spats. So you don't feel left out, I'll be getting into it on your behalf as well a bit later on as Angry Aunt. What or who has been pissing on my chips this week? I hear you cry. Well, this one I've had an issue with for a while. Let's get into it. It's the phrase barely legal. Now, about five years ago, I went to Louisiana. And as I flew into uh, New Orleans, Louisiana airport, I saw a sign on the runway, which I thought when I saw it from a distance said, welcome to New Orleans, the birthplace of jazz. But as we were taxiing along the runway, I realized it said Larry Flint's barely legal strip club. Now, in case you're wondering, barely legal doesn't mean the fire exits were obstructed <laughs> or the food hygiene wasn't up to code. Barely legal is the age of the strippers. Oh, it's so naughty. They're barely legal. They're on the cusp of hymen. Barely legal strip club. Barely legal magazine. Why don't we just start calling barely legal what it actually is? Almost pedo. I'm telling you, if you started calling it almost pedo strip club, they would think twice before walking in there, wouldn't they? I'm just saying, right? How is this viewed as a positive thing? Like, if you're an equophiliac, you don't get to have a magazine called Nearly Cadaver, hanging on by a thread weekly. If you saw a barely legal driver on the road, by that I mean someone who's just passed their test, you would avoid them, you'd steer around them. Like, fuck them, they don't know what they're doing. I don't know at what point it became sexy or okay to say barely legal it might be legal it may be barely legal i'm not sure it's moral that's all i'm saying and i'm going to introduce you to my guest and ask his opinion <laughs> on this hot topic uh this week i am joined by i'm gonna say stand-up comedian crepe connoisseur mm. and writer michael Odewale. oh wow, what an introduction thank you for having <laughs> me and throw me fr- right into the frying pan just <laughs> barely legal no, i'm agree with you i agree with you that is a very very messed up way of uh advertising anything yeah i think do you know what i mean i think you want i think actually as a punter you don't want barely legal do you You want definitely consensual oh yeah 100 percent. if you're the definitely consensual strip club <laughs> right if you're attracted to someone who's just like their birth certificate is just one day over or an hour <laughs> over that's that's problematic there's a problem there leonardo DiCaprio, we're talking to you, talking to you. <laughs> yes the 25 and below club <laughs> It's time for an old grudge. 
Michael, have you been holding on to something that you feel like you need to let go? Mm. You know, like when you're backed up for a poo and you haven't been for a week and you're like, I need to get this out of me because at this point it's hurting me more than it's hurting anyone else. (laughs) Yeah, the poo is hurting me more than the poo. Yeah, I guess. I've never introduced it that way before, but I think we should stick with that. I think it's very eloquent. But uh, yeah, something that's happened that you feel like it would be good to get this, let's air it. You know, let's talk about it. Let's get it out there because you've been holding on to it and you need to you need to unload. I'm glad you said that because obviously I, I can't afford therapy. So that's why I come on podcasts. <laughs> this is free therapy, right? To get it out of the way. I mean, um, I don't don't um, hold me accountable for any life choices you make on the other side of this right, podcast. Right. <laughs> There's no actual resolution, but at least I can, I can vent. Okay. Uh, let's take it back. Uh, the year's 2005. Okay. Uh, there's a girl. Eight, nine years barely old. Legal. Be- barely legal. Very, very much. That's not even barely. That's, that's, <laughs> we're talking eight or nine. I'm eight or nine, just to be clear. And so is, uh, I, there's this girl yeah. I've crossed on Paige. Paige. Same oh, age as me. Yeah, right, eight that's eight cute. Paige and, uh, and Michael. I propose to her. Oh! Uh, right. Uh, so in our school, I don't know if it's like common, but you know, with the Haribo rings, do you know what I mean? That right. is a sign of like, hey, this is, I want to, I want to make this official. <laughs> We had love hearts, you see, but there's a bit of a generational age gap between mm. me and you. So I can see how Haribo, I mean, it's a ring. It's Coke, a ring. A Coke can ring we would maybe do. See, that, you can cut yourself on that. We yeah. were health and safety conscious like, by, <laughs> by this age. Uh, PC got mad. And um, so the ring sort of just, you know, like in a real wedding, like, hey, we're, we're legit. We're together. She says, yes, great, amazing. Um, by lunchtime, she is eating the ring. Uh, uh, and, and we're broken up again and uh just just the embarrassment of that within the school that i couldn't hold down page for for longer than a, a full day of school um it, it's still to this day haunts you it, it explains my trust issues i'm not gonna lie that i have as a 27 year old man i think i haven't got over that um almost uh you know 20 years later Paige, what the fuck is your problem? No, what the, what's going on, Paige? <laughs> you couldn't wait a day? I like the idea of just been really shouting that. <laughs> what the fuck is your problem? I think, so, a couple of things here. Mm-hmm. I would I would take it not to heart so much because there's such a thing as temporary engagement rings. Right. So, essentially, you asked her to marry you, so that was her engagement ring. A mm-hmm. lot of the time, people don't, they get temporary engagement rings so that then the fiancé or the wife-to-be or the husband-to-be, you know, whatever can go and shop for their own ring, yeah. pick something they like yeah. themselves, and they say, yes, actually. So it could just be, she was like, this is just temporary. If she my love for Michael Haribo, is true and deep. Yeah. So I can just... No, it wasn't. Her. We were done. We were done. We were over. <laughs> it was to signify that she was hungry, and also that I'm done with you. I'm moving <laughs> on to Bradley. I remember you too, Bradley. Yeah. Don't, don't, yeah. The whole, the whole thing was, uh, was, was a mess, and, um... If she wanted more Haribo, I could have got her more Haribo. It wasn't about the Haribo. Uh, she, was she it had... mini mini packs or a full bag? Of no, I'm, I'm, I'm eight. I can't, I'm not balling. I ain't got money for, for <laughs> maybe, family maybe size. Maybe that's what she was looking uh, for, though. Maybe Brad... that's what Bradley was coming with, a full pack of Bradley Haribo. Bradley had the multi-pack. I didn't have it like that. Bradley came through with the multi-pack. He had the Haribos. He had the Starburst. I had my one Haribo ring. I yeah. saved up all week. Bradley 20p. Bradley the foamy ones. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I've not found her since... But I wish I could have this resolution. If you want to be Paige, and I can kind of have this. Oh, yes, let's do this. Uh, okay. 
All right, so I'm playing. So I'm uh, I'm about ten years old. So again, what was I into at that time? I was probably listening to like Bros. When will I will I be fame in my headphones? Right. Like and with my bottle tops, my Grolsch bottle tops, yeah. And my shoes, yeah. And um, Scooby Doo's. We had Scooby Doo's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And, and looking through my list of what I used to do at that age was right top 10 lists of boys that I fancied, right. boys that I wanted to kiss, who my best friends were. So I was busy making lists. Right? Clearly, I thought I was number one. I was one. making lists, like bucket lists, Schindler's lists, mm. whatever, you know. Uh, like, I'm do- I'm, I'm, I've got a lot going on. Yeah. Paige, <laughs> you're busy. That's what I like, an independent woman. Yeah. She's got her own thing going on. You know, right, top, so, top, top set. So I'm listening to my tunes mm-hmm. and over... How did, you, how did you step up into this moment? Do you, do you remember? I, mean? I was, I was, I, I had a bit of suave. So, you know, I used to play football. In, in right. the playground, and so I'd be like, "Oh, there's that, there's that, that hot guy." We, did you have a nickname? Were you like Mickey? Nah, no, no, just always Michael. Just you always never Michael. Mike. Never, never Mike. No, it's, oh, it's Michael. You can't be Michael. a young Mike. I don't know. Any... Mike feels like a younger than Michael. Feels very formal for a child. It does, doesn't it? It yeah, does actually. It does, like the full. It is Michael. <laughs> it is Michael. <laughs> it is I. He's come from the football pitch where he has been playing. No, mom. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I. So you come over, and I'm maybe like, "Oh, look, he's play, He's really good at football. Look, yeah. and you, you maybe do." some keepy uppies to yeah, show that yeah, kind um, of... yeah. No, I, I, no? I, I was more like boot it down the field just oh the old my... Arsenal 90s game yeah yeah just like my leg strength my calf strength was, was quite strong right that age so, so did you offer that up as like a page have you seen just my like in my shorts yeah. you know in my shorts <laughs> I'd show look at this calf this is a strong calf right there you can raise a family on this calf it's really weird when you talk about a singular calf yeah <laughs> oh yeah it was just a left calf uh the right calf was 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 not there was not was not there and i think maybe she would again bradley maybe had stronger calves than i did I maybe so so you step up so mm-hmm. so are, you want me do you want me to replay this where it works out well for you i i i think i want closure Okay. I want okay. answers. Okay. I'm going to say, sorry, so I'm going to, you're going to offer me the, are you on one knee at this No, because you've already, I want to know why you broke up, okay. why you ate the ring, why you okay. moved on to Bradley. Right. That, so that's the already, stage we're at. So you've, we're at right. so you've already proposed. We're in couples counselling, basically. So, right, okay. So, basically, so we've gone into the head teacher's office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She wants to know what's going on. And I'm just, I have to say, like, Michael, it wasn't personal. Mm-hmm. It was just, when I'm making my lists of boys that I fancy... And listening to my bros on my headphones, I get real snacky. But so, how did I go from number one on the list in in the afternoon from number one to not even in the top ten? No what more. What happened with Bradley? I need to know what happened with Bradley. I no. don't know what Bradley had. Then maybe again stronger calves. Maybe scored a hat trick that so day. This is what happened. I was feeling snacky, mm-hmm. and it literally was. It wasn't personal. It's because I think you're really good at football. Oh, I think you've got really good calves. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just, I felt like really snacky. So I ate the ring and I just, I saw it as more of a temporary ring okay? because engagement rings, you know, temporary engagement. I thought you were going to come back to me with something more solid That's all I had. later, maybe from Claire's accessories. Yeah. Oh, wow. Something that you spent a whole like three pounds on or maybe something. Maybe in secondary school, but you know, yeah, we're not yeah. we're, we have to save. Yeah. Further. Yeah. So, um, and so it's not personal and you're probably going to go on to become hugely successful and we'll never hear of Bradley again. Mm-hmm. And we may never hear of me. Maybe. Um, I'm just Paige. I'm nobody Paige. I'm Paige Turner. You've turned the page on me. I'm not going to lie. I, I do think I, I've used this as fuel right. for the past 20 years. I'm going to show them. I'd like to say um, you're welcome for giving you a career in stand-up comedy. That early rejection has pushed you on to mm-hmm. do magnificent work in that you've got an Amazon Prime special. Yeah. Now, all because I rejected you and your Haribo ring. In another universe, maybe me and Paige, we have three kids and like Do I'm, I'm working in a you know 
bad job trying call to trying to raise them. You're in a call center. Exactly. You're in a, you know, I'm not saying a call center job is bad, but most people just have not other living, aspirations. Not living the most dream. Most people who are in a call center are there because it's on the way to do something else. Yeah, I've That's worked in a call center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so not the dream. maybe you are, yeah, maybe you were living an un- unsatisfactory life in an alternate universe. I hope in some way this has um, helped you mm. get it off your chest, feel a bit better. A little bit. I think it's tough because Bradley had a Tamagotchi and I do think that was part of the reason. Ah, see, now you're bringing this information into play. That's, that's new. Later on, this is new information. I will say I had a Tamagotchi. I did let it die. Mm. Um, like Paige let our love die. Yeah. 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 So that's a beautiful metaphor, I think, to end the story on. I think so. Uh, thanks for sharing I feel that. better. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. it's time for some topical cream okay we apply some balm to a stingy news story that's got you all het up so tell me what's on your mind that's happening in the news at the moment the last few weeks the last month the last six months something that you're like ah, oh, this is so now and this is so annoying uh the the collapse of the, the british economy is that oh yeah that's pretty uh, that, that, that's, that's pretty pretty recent that's you know what I mean? pretty, yeah. no more haribo rings i think no that, 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 that inflation is going to hit them yeah 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 are you thinking maybe you might go and work in America? Because at least then when you bring the money back, right, you'll get a decent amount. I Just about I- like getting shot. Like those shouldn't be my options. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I want a pound that's not jelly. And I also don't want to get shot. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's worth it. I just don't know. Yes, yeah, of course. I forget. That's a it's a di- it's a di- whole different scenario. Yeah, for you going out there because I was like, <laughs> I need to go out there and get some of that money. But I'm a white woman. You're a oh, black you man. listen. Anyone this can is get a it. Whole level of danger. Yeah. So we, this, there's a risk versus reward here. Yeah, which I hadn't considered. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, it's it's terrifying the dow jones is down yeah. apparently but i think most welshmen are depressed anyway yeah uh, <laughs> but uh, i think what are we now we're we're i think the euro is going to about to overtake us where wow. we are now and we're pound for dollar or we're, i want to say pound for pound but we're matching with the dollar 
which is just like unprecedented, yeah. I think. And I remember as a kid getting sent money and it being a bit devastating, actually getting sent money from America from my aunt for, for my birthday. Yeah. And she'd send me like 50 bucks or something, $50. I'd be like, I got 50 pounds and then I'd change it up and I got 25. Yeah. You know, or maybe even less because of the exchange rate. And now it's, I've just never heard the like. So the only way to really benefit from it is you only we're only really benefiting if we go to America and yeah. make that money because we get to bring more back. But actually, it's it's not. I went to Disneyland last year and I still got some Disney cash. I think that I'm gonna start trading in that. Oh, like Bitcoin, but yeah, Disney. yeah, yeah. Because I think coin. at the moment Disney cash is stronger than the pound. <laughs> uh, I think my goofy dollars. <laughs> Have you tell me about the Disney money? Who's on? So is there Goofy? You got Goofy on it. Mickey is obviously number one. Yeah. In in, in Mickey we trust. Uh, he will live forever. I like to call that Mickey coin. Mickey coin. Goofy Mi- dollars. Yeah, 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 Mickey yeah, yeah, coin yeah. Goofy dollars. Yeah. So I think that that right there that's going to stay strong. Right. So right now, uh, I keep that under my mattress. Right. And I okay. keep my keep my, my for when the revolution comes. Yeah, I keep my my Disney money underneath my mattress. I'm gonna get ready to trade in that for goods. Listen, it's as real as actual money is. Money doesn't exist anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It says on it the promise to pay the bearer on demand the sum of ten pounds, but that yeah. used to be gold or silver. I mean, they're sort of hoping that there'll just be this the kind of like top tier tax cuts, which feel so mad. The forty five percent. Oh, tax the trickle cut. down. The trickle down. Well, here's an interesting thing. If we want to talk about the trickle down, it puts a whole new spin on trickle down. But I saw a tweet today or yesterday in america of some strippers going there's a big recession coming because we feel it in the strip clubs first though they're like we know and she was like they're moving from houston and miami they're coming to new york that's when you really know, that's when you know shit's real and i was like that does bring a new whole flavor to trickle down strippers leg. are like <laughs> um cats before an earthquake like they they know <laughs> something's going on like before do you know yeah. what I mean? They just feel it in the in the yeah. emotions. Well, it, because and I sort of watch that in Hustlers as well. They are like they are very tapped into the market and aware of what's happening on the you know sales to buyer. Well, the thing about strippers, buyer. they interact with the, some of the grimiest people in society who are often in power. Yes, so they know they know yes. what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, there's a great bit in Hustlers where it kind of. And, and it puts you on the side of everyone who's in Hustlers and Jennifer Lopez's character because she's like, the ba- they stole the money, people lost their houses, all we're doing is taking back our piece now. But there was no way for them to make money legitimately in the clubs again. Because yeah. when the financial crash happened, it was all the bankers. So the first thing to go is your nights out, your spending, or all of a sudden going through receipts, going, I didn't, spend, I didn't buy that bottle mm-hmm. of alcohol, I didn't buy, mm-hmm. you know, where they were just making it rain in there. So those are all the bankers, all the people doing those subprime mortgages and yeah. stuff. They were spending the money. So when you see me going into a strip club, just know I'm With going your- in for economic <laughs> policy. Don't judge me. I'm going in to learn about the economy. That's what and I'm doing. you're learning. spending your Disney dollars. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I want you to spend your Disney dollars in the strip club so bad. I'm make it rain goofy style. <laughs> it's just a more honest transaction. Yeah. Come on. I you think know. so. I think so. Mickey, Mickey's basically on that pole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, he's been there for what, 50 years? Make it shake, years? Mickey. Long, make it shake. How long has Mickey been around for working it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was interested in that. And I do. I think... Uh, People in in those jobs or people who who are in sex work have a very keen sort of understand first hand understanding of how all of that works. Thank you for sharing your worries. 
I don't know that I, I've been helpful. I'm glad to know that you're holding. I've got a bit of crypto, but that crashed. Oh, that yeah, was, what that is that? That was sort of the sign. What is that? I don't know. I bought something called Shib Inu, and I had a I had a bit of Ethereum because mm-hmm. Ethereum sounded almost like it could be witchcraft fairy. Sounds Ethereum. like a perfume. It's like thin air. And I had a bit of uh, Doge as well, but and I haven't even checked it because at one point it was doing quite well, and I had like a like a like i'd earned back like double what i had and then i went and checked and it was like back level and below so i don't even know if there's anything in there anymore it's probably all just swept out from underneath me i don't really understand it i don't understand what i'm investing in i've said before what i need is a male version of you know margot robbie in the big short i just need like a dude with his balls floating in imperial (laughs) leather in a bath explaining to me how cryptocurrency Are the balls works. talking? Are they narrating? <laughs> I don't know. She just had, you know, you could see her yeah. boobs kind of... I'm just trying to think of the male equivalent. I'm just trying to objectify men, keep it keep it fair so it's not sexist. <laughs> yeah, just go to a Magic Mike show and they'll hand out yeah, economic yeah. advice. We just kept all our economic advice in the yes, strip clubs. Yes, we keep it to the clubs where people are dancing and taking their clothes off and we'll feel okay about it. Uh, thank you for sharing your... Uh, your stingy news story. Again, don't feel any better, but uh, good to chat. <laughs> good to chat. I don't, I don't know that I can help with that. And and also, I kind of feel like it's not my fault. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's, that's fair play. <laughs> Michael, it's time for me to ask you your unpopular opinion. Okay. So something that you love that everyone else hates, or vice versa, hit me. Well, I'm currently learning how to drive. Um, okay. In the process, and I think my driving is great, but uh, my instructor and everyone else on the road, um, <laughs> they don't seem to uh, enjoy what I'm doing. Right, right. Uh, my instructor, he said that I drive like Mr. Bean. That was his last. <laughs> uh, just, just, just vibes on the road. I'm just, just going. I think I'm, I'm doing all right. So you're an unpopular driver. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so last test I did. Um, like mock test five majors which for me is is progress is that good or bad you're allowed one so, oh i think a major sounds like a success a oh major no, success. no 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 major failure major, oh okay, right, failure. okay. So, right now i'm five times over the limit not right. on alcohol just on <laughs> badness you're barely legal on the road i'm completely sober <laughs> but i am driving like i am five times over the limit is is what is being uh said but i don't necessarily always take criticism very well which is bad for driving, because you need to be able to do that. But uh, I think I'm doing fine, personally. Right. How many driving lessons have you had so far? Too, too many to count. Right. Maybe about 15 months worth. Okay, I think that's not too bad. Are you doing one a week or one every one, two one, weeks? one a week. One a week is what I'm, I'm currently at. My problem is I forget information as soon as I'm out of the car. Or just right. in general in life, I forget information. Okay, so I have a tip for you. I might be able to solve this problem. Oh, we actually got a solvable one. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. So I went for a few lessons. I thought I was getting on reasonably well, and then I got sick and I was in hospital. I got blood poisoning when I was like 17, and it took me out for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back into it, I was like, oh, I feel like I've got to catch up. And I was having a similar thing of like, I'm forgetting 
how to because it's multitasking and when you drive you drive for i've driven for longer than i haven't driven oh wow yeah so for me this is a kind of you know i am the age i am which is young and beautiful thank you for asking yes but i've driven longer than i haven't driven and so there are parts of driving that become very automatic but it takes a while to get those to stick and it's good to do that while you're younger do you want to be my instructor i'll be your instructor yes i should be your instructor what i would recommend to you is buy a car a little beat up car okay and then get someone i'll come and take you out for a day and get your family and, and people that don't mind coming because that's what i did when i came out of hospital i was like i feel like i'm not getting on i really want to pass my tests so i bought a little car like mm-hmm. a little mini metro yeah and my dad took me out a bunch of times and also then you you feel like there's less panic about are you going to go over an hour Right. It's driving less than being an hour. You're like, I feel like I can't really get into it. Yeah. Whereas if you're doing an hour and a half or two hours, you're like, okay, we're going to start with some parking maneuvers and do, or we're going to get on the road for like five, 10 minutes yeah. and just practice being on the roads and turning and indicating and doing all the stuff. And then the second half of that, we can just practice parallel parking. Yeah. Reverse, weirdly reversing around a corner. I don't, I think that was like, I don't one think they do that things. anymore. Oh, they don't do that. That was a weird, like, it feels weird to reverse around a corner because wrong. people are going to be coming the other way. When you say buy a car, you do remember my main currency right now is Disney the dollars. The Disney dollars. Right. So I'm thinking like a clown car maybe yeah, with I some... Yeah, I do this. <laughs> or a, has Mickey got a car? I don't... Mickey I'm, or I'm, Minnie? I feel like Minnie had a car at one I point. think Mickey was, was the richest person, mouse, right. yeah. in the world. So yeah. I, don't, I think he's driven. Yeah. So. And he has to wear those big pants because, you know, you know, mice like pee constantly it's called maturation that's a that's a fact that it's i'm just, just going to accept as, is it well no truth. you can google it afterwards but that's also maybe why he has those big balloon pants he's also very that's, old so that would make sense <laughs> he's very he's over 100 but also lessons are expensive so you are that you are sort of making a saving there oh, this is true. i think if you get a car you can then go if i do how much are lessons these days i don't when i was doing it, it was about 15 pounds an hour and that's doubled was, right so it's 30 pounds an hour yep Right, so if you if you're trying and once a week is not enough, and if you go, I want to do a couple a week, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So you can probably get a banger, a runaround for a few hundred quid, mm. like one know. of the first cars, like one of the nineteen. The original, the original, a Fred Flintstone. <laughs> you put your feet through the bottom and you just run. I'll along. buy one of those. <laughs> um, but you know, if you're thinking sixty quid a week, sixty one twenty, two forty, just doing my maths here, over a course of two forty times ten, that's two and a half grand. Wow. over 10 months so yeah. i'm just you know and people are going to help you drive for free so if you who, who? well I you're will assuming help you. i have I loved ones <laughs> i will help you i bet your mum would help you drive does she drive she does but uh, i'm worried i have her genes in terms of right um, okay right so you need someone else in the mix okay yeah I, I think there's people that you could ask to help you learn to drive that would be my that's just a suggestion listen i'm a therapist i'm here to listen more than to offer solutions really good practical advice this is i was not expecting that when i came here today i know i feel like sometimes i do this with michael poor michael we were doing shows together in norway and i was just like and you need to do this i'm basically like his mum and she told me i need a screen protector today today my phone's already cracked so if you had told me that two (laughs) weeks ago i would have really appreciated it um, i'm sorry i'm sorry that i missed the opportunity what is it that you hate about driving what is the bit about driving that you hate you dislike the most the feeling that i will die in the car right that's uh i'm in a death machine you're in a death machine. So so Michael's unpopular opinion is whenever you get in a car is the realisation you're in a death machine. I, I feel like maybe if they could have soothing music 
Well, you can do that. That's up to you. You've got a stereo in the car. Okay. Or, you know. Or I want one of the self-driving cars. Oh, okay. Right. The self-driving cars. Now, there's also been problems with those because it turns out the uh, technology is as unreliable as humans can be. I think there's been a... I would feel less guilty if I hit somebody, but it was self-driving on. Yes, I suppose. Yeah. I yeah. want uh, to take away they the accountability. Sue. You want to take away. So so Michael's unpopular with his accountability. He's not into it. Um, I I think, yeah, if it's a driverless car, I guess you can sue Tesla. Yeah, because like if I hit somebody but the self-driving is on, I'm like, well, that's on Elon. It's yes. not on me. Yeah, true. And I think that should be a T-shirt. I Sometimes when we do this podcast, quite like to think of T-shirt ideas. And I think blame Elon would be a good T-shirt idea. Yeah. So Thank if you. I could just take away self-responsibility when I'm in the car, make the process so much easier. Okay, well, thank you for sharing that with me. And uh, hopefully some practical advice. Tell us, well, you know, because I often think, I often hear now, this is very interesting to me, that not that many women, like younger women, are learning to drive. And I just feel like it's like a vital life skill to have, like really useful and important to be able to drive, especially when the apocalypse comes. Yeah, yeah. And you're out on the streets selling shit for Disney dollars. Well, you're going to need to be. The petrol crisis will ironically be <laughs> one of the reasons your revolution. Yes. Yeah. Now we're going to get into some aurochs. If you don't know what aurochs is, it was a very old cow. <laughs> Are you so okay? You having a stroke? What, what is this? It's a very old cow. It's an old, like, historical breed of cow okay. called aurochs. So we were like, historical beef. And we're going to get inside it of it? No, you're not going to get inside of it. It's just like a way of saying old beef. Okay. I'm going to introduce this as Vinnie Earlobe versus Pauli Gauguin. Now, so Vincent van Gogh, the sunflower obsessive who died penniless at 37 years old, lived on a diet of coffee, bread and booze, which I imagine is constantly needing a ship, having no roughage to actually push it through, but then being too pissed to care about it. Uh, his neighbours called him Le Fourou, the red-headed madman. My nickname to the neighbours is that chippy blonde bitch. <laughs> um, so we wanted to talk about his relationship with uh, Gauguin because new research has just come to light. What do you know about Van Gogh's ear? He was mentally unwell and uh, he chopped off his earlobe. Right. And then he uh, took a selfie, um, <laughs> or painted it. Yeah. And was like, went on the gram. So apparently he turned up, it says the official version, so this is the version that we've always sort of known, um, is that it's a legendary act of self-harm. Usually goes that the disturbed Dutch painter severed his left earlobe with a razor blade in a fit of lunacy after he had a row with Gauguin one evening, shortly before Christmas in 1888. He then wrapped it in a cloth, walked into a bordello, presented the severed ear to a prostitute, who fainted when he handed it to her. I feel like sex workers have really got an airing in this uh, yeah. in this episode of the podcast. That is a bad form of currency. Yes, severed that ear. is. Like, don't, don't bring your that. Disney dollars yeah. before you bring your severed ear, please. Yeah. So before we get into like what the new theory is, I guess a little bit of background on their friendship. So, because they're now set, the, the new version of the story is Gauguin might have been involved. So the background, two roommates, Paul Gauguin, Vincent van Gogh. Two famous late 19th century painters who were close friends, even creating a community of avant-garde artists together. In October 1888, Gauguin joined Van Gogh in Arles, the Yellow House. He was renting, staying there for just over two months. So this was the place that he, I think he painted the sunflowers in or inspired it. So the two of them lived together, sharing costs, 
drinking significant amounts of absinthe, which, you know, well, it'd be like us sharing an apartment in Edinburgh, just knocking back night nurse. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, crazy. yeah, we, we all know this. Uh, painting the same subjects. Um, and apparently Van Gogh in particular was uh, prolific, but their friendship deteriorated when their living situation became untenable. So, so Van Gogh wasn't doing the dishes. Van Gogh was not doing the dishes. That's what I feel like it is. It says the relationship was unbalanced. He frequently took advantage of Gauguin, dipping into his money and failing to help with household chores. Wow. So we can recognise this. If you live with someone who you feel like is not pulling their weight. Yeah. I shared once with a friend in Edinburgh, and it was because she was from the States, but she did put the plastic kettle on the gas hob, not realising that, that... Was she uh, American? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they, but it's still plastic. They don't have the... But they have plastic in America. <laughs> but, they no. but, so you know, or silly things like putting milk that's gone off back in the fridge. Yeah. Leaving the toilet seat up. Those kind of things. I don't know I what kind covered, of... Who's so cleaning can, the paintbrushes? Right, exactly. So this has got to be a household chore, right? If you're in a house that paints mm-hmm. for a living, yeah. someone's got to be getting those brushes in white spirit. Exactly. Basics. And it clearly it wasn't... It wasn't... It wasn't Vincent... And he borrowed money. Borrowed. Yeah. Vinny was uh, famously broke all the time. Yes. So it's probably a lot of money that wasn't given back. Yes. Yeah, we died penniless. Okay, He would have even been able to get it back afterwards. And apparently it was quarrels about art that pushed them fully apart. There was a violent dispute about a painting, which Gauguin argued it was important to work from imagination, whilst Van Gogh maintained paintings should be based on nature. Now... I don't know if this is, yes, this is the evening of December the 23rd. So this is the night that Van Gogh's ear comes off. Now, the new theory suggests that actually Gauguin accidentally cut it off. But even as a swipe, there would have had to be a pretty clean cut to take your ear off. We don't know if the blow was an accident or deliberate attempt, but it was dark and we suspect that Gauguin did not attempt to hit his friend. So he might have done that thing, a bit like where you go... You know when you see someone with nunchucks and they don't really know how to use them, but they're like swishing their hands around like they do and then they're yeah. accidentally going to bang it off something. And So maybe he was just swooshing about in the dark. Because electricity himself. had not been <laughs> yeah. invented. Yeah. No, no. In the dark, swishing about, fancy himself as Zorro. Yeah. Like, or Don Quixote or something. Yeah. And then just took t- t- the man's ear off. Just took it off. Before Christmas as well. Before Christmas. Before Christmas. After the incident... Gauguin left Arles the next day and the two men never saw each other again. In the first letter that he wrote after the accident, Vincent told Gauguin, I will keep quiet about this and so will you. That apparently was the beginning of the Pact of Silence. So Van Gogh wrote that to, I will keep quiet, but so will you. Why wouldn't he want it out there? Well, this is the point, isn't it? Yeah. Like maybe he was like, it's not as interesting as a story. As as me presenting a bit of severed ear, no oh, right because he's already woman in the bordello. Yeah, yeah, as payment. Um, maybe he felt like it gave him less agency. Right. Like, maybe he was mentally ill. Yes. Maybe yeah. that was. I mean, part we of have it. discussed this. This yeah. is very much part of the. It's kind of like if someone broke your nose, kind of going, "Well, I don't want to tell anyone you did it because it's embarrassing for me." But like, how is that embarrassing for the person whose nose is broken? It's embarrassing for the person who couldn't hold their stuff down. Yeah. Well, for my legal case, I would want everybody to know. Yes. Everybody knows. Yeah. I plan to sue. I plan to sue. There are plenty of hints in documents that the researchers had at their disposal that prove the self-harm version is incorrect. 
but to the best of their knowledge, neither of the friends ever broke the pact of silence. That's according to Kaufman, who suggests the story about Van Gogh's ear needs to be rewritten. So he painted the Starry Night, Sunflowers and the Potato Eaters, um, and also a self-portrait of himself with his bandaged ear. He would go on to die from a self-inflicted gunshot wound at the age of 37. Gauguin died in 1903 at the age of 54. But before he died, and I feel like maybe this is in some way a piece of catharsis, two years before his death in Tahiti in 1901, Gauguin would paint some flowers in a final tribute or perhaps by way of apology or out of remorse, his catharsis. To his dead illest friend. Yes. <laughs> some sunflowers. To his friend who is obsessed with the flowers and their colour from living in the yellow house. Together. I don't know that would be enough of an apology for me, but I guess if I was already dead, I wouldn't know. I have to accept it by yeah. default. Yeah. Do you think, you think the beef just ended that night after, after the letter that said, we shall never speak of this again? Yeah. An omerta. We shall never speak of this again. Yeah, I think that's how. I think that makes sense. That's a, a way to end a beef. I'll accept it. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, you say forgive and forget, but then some people are like, I'm forgiving, but I'm not forgetting. But can you truly forgive if you haven't forgotten? Well. You didn't know I was going to be so philosophical I mean, to I, end I, the show. I mean, I didn't even know what to do with that. Yeah. I feel like, like a real therapist. Yeah, you got to chew on that for a couple of days at least. That's tasty. I'm mar- let it marinate. come back to me when you want the driving lesson before we go and we do our plugs and tell everyone what you're up to we have time for one quick angry aunt i call it angry aunt because i want to get annoyed on someone's behalf for them have you ever done a thing that wasn't your fault i'll get angry on your behalf i put the call out on twitter i've had a response from henning strack who said I had a beef with a former employer. I switched shifts with a colleague because I had something else to do. The colleague then got sick. My employer said, therefore, it automatically becomes my shift again and that I have to turn up. I did not. Wow. I can see why he's angry. That's fair. He's got someone to cover his shift and then that person's got sick. That's not his fault. It's not Henning's fault. Henning, it's not your fault. Who is he mad at? I think he's mad at his former employer. Right. Not the person who's sick. Not the person who's sick. I think the person who said, well, you've got someone, they're coming in, they're sick, but now they can't come in, so you have to come in again. You're like, well, I can't, I've got a life. I think a lot of these employers think that people don't have lives. This is true. Outside of their work that they do for money for them. Do you sympathise with the employer at all? Mm, they might have struggled to get someone. I don't know what the job is. It's kind of hard, isn't it, without knowing. Like, I think if it's a neurosurgeon, I would understand uh, the employer <laughs> needing someone to cover that Saying shift. you've got to come back in. Yes, yeah. Well, that's a very specific skill. Having said that, you know, you can reschedule. Uh, uh, brain surgery. You can reschedule brain surgery. Yeah, I'd rather not. <laughs> if you could find somebody. <laughs> yeah, I imagine if Henning, Henning, if you're listening, if you are a neurosurgeon, I imagine you'd be like, okay, well, I've got to come in then because this person's going to die if I don't. But I don't want a reluctant brain surgeon. You don't want someone half arsing. I don't want someone who's your... got somewhere else to go after the yeah. brain said. This should be the main thing in your diary, <laughs> you please. Don't want someone half arsing <laughs> around in your cranium. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I need full commitment, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't want this person going, listen, I promised I would go to my goddaughter's bar mitzvah, or I promised that I would, you know, go to this uh, gender reveal baby party. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. promised that I would go. To a nightclub, yeah, whatever just, you're doing. I just don't want my brain surgeon looking at the clock. 
Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, I'm going to be done by eight and I will be done by eight. Yeah. I've got a wedding to get to. Do you know what I mean? i got a, yeah. Focus. I've got Christmas dinner to get to. You want me to do it on Christmas mm. Day? So we don't know. We don't know. It could be a holiday for some reason. It could be could be anything he's asked for time off. It could be a family. I always feel like a family commitment. You know, it's a bit mean of employees to kind of go, well, no. And I guess it depends on the notice. Which, if you, if it was that day, yeah, that's a bit of a different, we need a bit more information. But it is angry aunt, so I'm automatically taking the side of Henning. I, I, yeah. Henning. Fuck your boss, Henning. Yeah, leave the job. I hope you can afford to do so. <laughs> Lovely. Please tell me about anything you have coming up, Michael. Anything you want to plug? Anywhere people should follow you? Any live shows you want them to come see? Oh, uh, well, you can follow my Instagram, Michael Wale Comedy. Post all my gig dates there. I host my own podcast, uh, B Tech Philosophers. We discuss philosophy at a very low level. You can listen to that and hear some of my musings. Uh, and that's it, really. Thank you so much, Michael. Um, if you want to know about what I'm up to, Follow me on Twitter at Tiff Stevenson or on Instagram. And I've got a TikTok as well. There's a website. Oh, there's so much going on. Um, I have shows coming up, live shows, but that's, that's the best place to get all the all the up-to-date info because I tweet about it and shout about it. And I think I've got an episode of Pointless coming out on BBC in the next little while. So uh, look out for that if you enjoy quizzes. I'm on with Sindhu V and that was great fun. So check that out. Thank you for listening to Catharsis. Hope you all feel a little bit better for us sharing. As they say, sharing is caring. You can listen to other programmes from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.